Welcome to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. Brought to you by Present Truth Ministry, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. So I want to share something very exaltational, but I feel it's also very prophetic. And then we're going to just spend some time to pray. Let's get into the word. Father, thank you. Thank you because I'm anointed to preach and teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to hear and receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray this evening that there will be a mighty working of your spirit in our midst. In Jesus' mighty name. Alright, I, I want to talk to you on waging a good warfare with God's promises. Waging a good warfare with God's promises. Now, I believe that this is a prophetic message to help us get into the purposes of God for our lives. So I'm just going to read a few scriptures and then we're going to just spend time to pray. I'm going to share a lot of personal experiences to help you understand how to put the message to work. Um, now let's go to First Timothy chapter 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 one and verse eighteen. First Timothy chapter one and verse eighteen. Let's start from there. First Timothy chapter one and verse eighteen. First Timothy chapter one and verse eighteen. Now he says, "This charge I commit to you, son Timothy." You know, Paul did not refer to many people as sons and daughters in the scripture. And, um, but there was a special relationship that Paul had with Timothy, which was that of a spiritual father to his son. And so you can find a lot of fatherly advice that Paul gave to Timothy. It says, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you that by them you may wage the good warfare having faith and a good conscience which some have rejected they say some have rejected a good conscience sometimes you you're talking with believers and talking with people who call themselves Christians and you see what they do you realize that they don't have any conscience praise God are you are you still here? Yes, sir. Find out that some Christians lie a lot. You can't believe what they say. They lie in church. They lie outside of church. They lie wherever they find themselves. They lie in business. And that's not an that's not a good example of a believer. If a child of God tells you something, that should be the way it is. A Christian, I'll put it this way: a Christian doesn't need to sign a contract to keep his word. But you know, even today, with contracts, people will sign contracts. You will even ask them to, to use their blood to do endorsement, and they will still break it. You must keep your conscience. Praise God. You must have a good conscience. If you're doing something and your conscience is already judging you, you should stop doing it. Praise God. Your conscience is, is almost like the, the, the whistle in your life. That blows, hey, come on, that's yellow card, that's red card. Don't do that. 
So he says, some have rejected that concerning the faith have suffered shipwreck, of whom are Himanaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered to Satan, that they might learn not to blaspheme. So Paul specifically mentions some people, say these two guys, I've given them over to Satan, that they might learn not to blaspheme. Okay, but that's not our emphasis today. Our emphasis is not how to deliver people to Satan. It says to Timothy, there are certain prophecies that have come before you previously. That means before. There are prophecies that previously were made concerning you, that were spoken concerning you. It says by them, by what? By these prophecies, you can wage the good warfare. Now, in the context of this scripture, Paul was actually teaching him about standing with the doctrine of the faith. Standing with the doctrine of the faith because the word good warfare there talks about standing for the truth. And so Paul was instructing him to stand for the faith, to hold on to the faith. But I want to use this scripture in another context today. Because it says, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them, by these prophecies, you might wage a good warfare. Now, go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 2 verse 14. I'll show you something there. Deuteronomy chapter 2 and verse 14. I want to read from the New American Standard Bible, NASB. It says, Arise, set out, pass through the valley of Ammon. Look. Even if we don't have that translation there, you can just put that there. Look, I have given Sihon the Amorite, king of Heshbon, and his land into your and his land into your hand. So God is speaking and saying, listen, I've given you this land. Just drop any scripture for me there. Just you can use the New King James, it's fine. Begin to take possession and contend with him in battle. Right? So you look at that scripture, it says, I have already given. I have already given Sion the Amorite and king of Heshbon and his land unto your hand. Begin to take possession and contend with him in battle. Now the new king James version says, rise, take your journey and cross over Anon. Look, I have given into your hand Sion the Amorite, king of Heshbon and his land. Begin to possess it and engage him in battle. Now two things we find there. Number one, God said that he had already given them the land. That's one. God said he had already given them the land. Then number two, he says that they needed to cross and possess and engage the kings in battle. So two things you find there. Number one, whatever has been given to us by grace, we need to lay hold on by faith. Praise God. So God has given us something by grace, but then what happens? We lay hold on it by faith. Now the Bible tells us to wage a good warfare. What is the good warfare? The good warfare is the fight of faith. Why is it a good warfare? It is a good warfare because we have already been ordained to win. Praise God. It's not a warfare that we can lose. It's not a battle that we can lose. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, 
Whatever God has given to us, we need to lay hold on. We need to become uncomfortable with living below whatever God has provided for us. We need to become uncomfortable with living less than Christ has achieved on the cross for us. Because I realize that sometimes in our lives, we, we come to this place where it's okay, I can get sick a little, I can get poor a little, bad things can happen to me a little, and it's just okay. But a thousand times, no. We need to rise up in faith and say, listen, if Christ has provided this for us, we're going to lay hold on it and get a hold of everything that Christ has provided for us. Praise God. So he says, rise, take your journey and cross the river. And 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 I've given into your hands. See on the what the Amorites. And what are you going to do? Contend with him in battle and engage him and possess the land. Hallelujah. Okay. Now let's go to First Kings chapter eight. First Kings chapter eight. And let's look at verse 56. 1 Kings 8, 56. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It says, Blessed be the Lord, who has given rest to his people Israel. Somebody say, God has given me rest. Oh, say like a minute. Say, God has given me rest. Amen. See, that's something we should believe God for. Right. We should believe God to give us perfect and total rest. Not moving from one trouble to the other. You know people like that? Something is always going wrong one month. They're missing something. The next day, their teeth is paining them. The teeth gets better. The next day, their head is paining them. Then then the next day, the cat is running away. The next day, their dog is missing. There's something going wrong all the time. That's not God's perfect will for us. God wants us to have total and absolute rest. Praise God. Alright. It says, Blessed be the Lord, who has given rest to his people Israel, According, look at this, to all that he promised. According to how many? Everybody say all. All that he promised. Not one word has failed of all his good promise, which he promised through Moses' servant. Incredible. I mean, I'm thinking of this today and I'm like, oh God. He says, all the promises of God to the children of Israel, not one failed. Not one word failed of all the promises that God gave to the children of Israel. Not one word. Not one. That means if God gave them a thousand promises, you know what? Every one of those 1,000 promises came to pass. And you know what that tells me? We should not live our lives in a way where we are okay with 700 promises coming to pass. You know what I want to exhort you tonight? is not to settle for less than God has promised you. And that's my heart right now going into next year. Everything that God has spoken over our lives, we want to see the manifestation of it, every single one of it. Praise God. 
Let's not be okay living below the promises of God. And the reason some of us are okay living below the promises of God is because we don't want to fight the fight of faith. We don't want to put our faith out there. We don't want to contend with, with the enemy for that which God has put in our hearts and in our lives. And we must come to that place in God where we say in the name of Jesus, every single thing that God has promised us, I'm going to lay hold on it and I'm going to come to the point in my life where I'll say for every single word that God spoke over my life, it's coming to pass. Praise God. Since blessed be the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel according to all that he promised, there has not failed one word of all his good promise, which he promised through his servant Moses. I like this. Let's, let's read Joshua chapter 21. Joshua 21. Thank you Lord Jesus. How many of you have said in promises from God? Praise God. That God is giving us. Alright? And we're going to lay hold on that. Oh, I'm telling you. We're going to lay hold on it. I'm so excited about the future. Because great things are going to happen. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Joshua chapter 21 verse 43 to 45. Look at this. So the Lord gave to Israel all the land he had sworn to give their ancestors. And they took possession of it and settled there. I like this. It says the Lord gave them the land. What did they do to the land? Talk to me, come on. What did they do to the land? They took possession of it and dwelt in it. Praise God. That's something we need to do. Whatever God is giving to us, we need to take possession of. Amen. I said amen. Whatever God is giving to us, we need to do what? To take possession of it. If God is giving us health, what do we do? We take possession of it. You know, I can give you something and you don't take possession of it, right? I can give you something. We don't want to be that generation that do not take possession of what God is giving to us. Man, I'm telling you, I'm so excited. Because you know what? I'm going through all the promises that God has spoken over my life and I'm looking at things I need to take possession of. Glory to God. We can't, we can't allow the enemy have its final say in our life. We can't allow lack run our vision. Glory to God. We can't allow sickness dictate how happy we're going to be. Amen. Amen. We can't allow kidnappers determine which road we're going to pass. The devil and his bunch doesn't run this earth. Our God is the king over the earth. Amen. Amen. We're not going to live in fear. We're not going to live in lack. We're not going to be broke. We're not going to be depressed. We're not going to just, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what next year is going to do. Oh, this my leg is always paining me. Oh, this my eye, I can't see with it. Oh, this my ear, I can't hear properly with it. We're not going to live and manage sickness and poverty and lack and depression and stagnation in our life a thousand times. No, we're going to be here for a very long time. And if God is going to satisfy us with long life, it better be a good long life. Glory to God. We're not just going to pass through life and, you know, like, almost like, oh God, I can just manage it. No, 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 no. We're the king's kids. Glory to the name of the Father. And we want to lay hold on everything that God has promised us and every word that God has spoken over our life. It's going to come to pass in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Praise God. Say, so the Lord gave Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers. They took possession of it and dwelt in it. We need to take possession of the promises of God and dwell there. 
Like I'm staying in health. I'm staying in prosperity. I'm staying in increase. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah, I'm more excited than you are. I know. It's like someone's like, I don't even have any promise. Stay in your promiseless life. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, God's word is God's promise to us. You don't even need to have a prophetic word over your life. All you need to do is open the scripture and take a look at whatever God says and say, this is mine and lay hold on it. Because his word is a more sure word of prophecy. Hallelujah. I like the fact that it took possession of it. You have to take possession of certain things. Let me tell you this. If you allow your life to just run without you putting your faith deliberately, your life is not going to go anywhere. Right? Right? Your life would not go anywhere. You must learn to speak God's word. You must not allow life hand you over whatever life chooses. Life is not going to choose the right things for you. You know, let me tell you this, right? You know, people say, all things are working together for my good, you know, because I'm called after the purpose of God. And then, you know, when we sing that song, bam, all things are working together for my good. You also be sure that you're not just allowing things go wrong. And then you end up singing all things are working together for your good. When certain things start going wrong, instead of waiting to the end of it and say it's going to work for me, for my good, you say, no, don't, don't start work at all. Not here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, on this trip, as when in South Africa, I've never felt that way before. I've been a long time, I felt sick. The first day, God starts feeling feverish. I'm like, ah, what's going on? You know, so I just told myself, well, it's, I think, maybe the weather, change of weather, all the stress for the travel. Second day, continue. And the third day, I was like, no. This is not the first time I'm doing weather. This is not weather. This is just the devil and his madness. I got up in the name of Jesus. No more. Took authority over it and got better. And I realized that if you keep giving excuses for the devil, he will run your life through. If you keep giving excuses why you should have malaria, you're going to always have malaria. But rather you should find an excuse, a reason in the word why you should live in divine health. Praise God. Are you still here? Okay. Let's read on. I want us to pray. Let's read on. It says, And the Lord gave them rest on every side, just as he had solemnly promised their ancestors. None of their enemies could stand against them. For the Lord helped them conquer all their enemies. Do you remember in first king? He's saying, I've given you the land. Go contend for the land. Now, it tells us here in Joshua that actually the Lord helped them to conquer their enemies. What does it mean? It means, I mean, it's so interesting how God set up the fight. It's, it's such a way that God promises, promises me a word and he says, go fight for the world. And I go in fighting for the word and the Lord helps me to fight for the word. Why? Because the Lord actually wants the word to come to pass. So God helps me to fight for that word so that that word will come to pass so that I'll be able to say, that none of his word failed in my life. I mean, I'm looking forward because I've got words that are running all over my life. Verse 45, this is what I like. I'm just going to meditate on this all through this month. Verse 45, not a word failed of any good thing which the Lord had spoken to the house of Israel. All came to pass. Glory to God. All came to pass. 
Not a single one of all his good promises the Lord had given to the family of Israel was left unfulfilled. The New American Standard Bible, everything he had spoken came true. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the name of the Lord. Everything, I like this, not a word filled of any good thing which the Lord has spoken to the house of Israel. All of them came to pass. Every good thing that God has spoken over our life, every single one of it is going to come to pass. Every, I said every single word that God has spoken over your life, it is going to come to pass. And God is going to hasten his word to make it come to pass. Praise God. So what do you do? Two things happen. Why did I preach this message? This is actually a prophetic message, but why did I preach it? I've had two experiences this year. Well, I'll just share this with you and I'll tell you the stories, then we can pray. Number one, okay, let me tell you the story. Things better that way. In June, supernaturally, the Lord led me to go to Detroit in the US. And I went to the conference of Bishop Kid Butler. And while I was in the meeting, uh, Kid Butler comes forward. And was teaching us in the pastor's conference and said, God gave him an instruction. And what was the instruction? God said, Go get all the prophecies I've spoken over your life and start speaking them and start declaring them. So Kid Butler goes and, I mean, guy has been in ministry for like 30 something years, so you can imagine all the prophetic words. So he comes with this huge file of all the word that God has spoken to him and, and all that. So uh, the Lord has been nudging me around that area. But then I went to South Africa on this trip. Now, I was supposed to preach for my friend, uh, Apostle Brandon. I was supposed to preach for him on Sunday. But early in the year, God gave me a word. He says, I've taken you from the known to the unknown. Now, you know, regularly, God is supposed to take you from the unknown to the known. But then God gives me this word, I'm going to take you from the known to the unknown. And, I, and as I searched my spirit for the interpretation of it, what came to my spirit was that I've been preaching a lot for a lot of people I know, like my friends and all that, but that in the days I heard, God is going to start um, like opening doors for people I don't know to just invite me to come and preach. And after two months after that word, I got invitation from like two, three people that I don't know to come preach and all that. So I got that word on Saturday morning, and then I just got up, and that phrase came up in my spirit again, so I just... Well, I didn't do anything about it. And at 9 o'clock, a pastor calls me. And, uh, you know, my friend calls me and says, Hey, somebody heard you during the school of ministry on Friday and wants you to come and preach in his church. I never met this, this pastor. So uh, then I remember the word God told me. And I said, Okay, it's fine. So he was, Do I want to go there? I said, Okay, it's fine. I'll go preach for him. So Sunday morning, I go to this church. And... Um, um, I want to preach, and the Lord says, pray for the sick, so they get 10 people who had all kinds of pains, laid hands on all of them, 10 of them get instantly healed, bam, the whole atmosphere is open, people are receiving the word, and then I discovered that they had two services, it's an afternoon service, and they said, if, well, someone I know, but we're not that close, followed him on social media, uh, Prophet William Mundi is coming to preach in the afternoon session, so I just thought, oh, well, if I go home, I'm not doing anything, I just, so why not wait for the afternoon session? So I, I, now before I left the house, I've seen the flyer that uh, William Mundi was coming. So the Lord spoke to me to, to take an offering for him. So I took an offering. So I just said, I'll wait for the service. So I waited for the service. And then William Mundi is preaching this very scripture that I'm preaching now, first in, from Timothy, about reaching a good warfare with the word. And he's, well, I actually got this message from what he was preaching. 
you know so he's preaching that message and then he shares his testimony this is where i'm going with with what i'm saying he shares his testimony and says early in the year his liver just packed up his liver packs up they're in the hospital i won't give you all the details his liver packed up they're in the hospital the doctor calls him and says, listen you have eight hours to leave eight hours to leave like eight hours and you're gone <laughs> so the wife you know women god bless their darling hearts says what can we do what can we do? the doctor says if we try the worship is nine hours <laughs> i mean like extra hour i mean so you know some of you have so much faith in doctors eh? like once you see the doctor where did he study oxford ah he'll be good <laughs> you know sometimes you have to put your faith in the word and then so he looks so william mundi looks and like see if the doctor's giving me nine hours what am i doing here all the same so you know of course the the, the, the doctors will not allow him leave so he says he wants to go and ease himself so he goes to the bathroom he manages to get his phone and sends his wife a text and say meet me at the car park i'm running away from this hospital so he takes out all the stuff they put he dropped it in the toilet and meets his wife at the car park the wife struggle and he said listen the doctors have already been giving me maximum nine hours so whether we live or not i will still die so since the doctors are concluded let's just go home so he says when he was going he takes out his phone and starts reading all the prophetic words that have come into his life and he starts saying listen god you said this this hasn't come to pass you said i'll do this you said i'll do this for you you said i'll do this for you you said i'll do this for you he starts reading all of those prophetic words now he says when he's reading the prophetic word he's looking at the time like three hours have gone <laughs> and god says listen are you believing me or you're counting your debt and so he takes down the clock and keeps reading and and, and then he goes he manages to go to the system and sets up an invitation to you know they've invited him to the u.s so he starts replying those mails i'm going to come next week I'm going to preach and sets up a whole one month of itinerary, buys his ticket, but keeps looking at the word and say, God, you this word, this word will come to pass, this word will come to pass. And finally looks up, it's 10 hours. Looks up again, it's 12 hours. The next day, the third day. Now he didn't get instantly healed, but then he travels to the US and he says, When the people in the US saw him, they were like, Wow, this guy is really sick. They were like, Is this the real William Mundi? Or because he was sick and you know, looking emaciated, and he said, Well, you've come to preach, but you preach only one day, you know, so just rest the whole day. But I mean, long and short of the story, the guy preached to us. I mean, totally, completely healed. What did he do? He took the prophetic word that God has spoken over his life and he contended for that and says, Lord, this word hasn't come to pass. Praise God. So I was chatting with him this afternoon. I told him, Well, I'm going to preach your message in my church. And then he says, He's sharing another testimony. So he was sharing another testimony with me that he didn't share in the, in the, in, in the meeting. He says, um, One of his sisters, the baby died. And then the baby died in her hands. And then she quickly goes before the Lord and says, Lord, when I had this baby, this was what you said. He said, this baby was going to be this, and this baby was going to be this. And he starts speaking those prophetic words and starts praying to God, and the baby comes back to life. Praise God. Praise God. And you know what? He finished preaching. And I'm looking like, yeah, there are a lot of prophetic words over our life that some of us have even forgotten. You know, when I got back now, I'm just going through all the prophetic words. I'm just getting everything that has been spoken over my life. Because we need to contend with these promises. 
Praise the name of the Lord. Those impressions you felt from scriptures, you were studying the scripture and God says, this is about you. We need to get a hold of it. Praise the name of the Lord. So what are you going to do? Number one, get the list of every prophetic word you have been given. Go get them. Go grab them. Go grab them. Get a list of all the prophetic words you've been given. Amen. And if you have not been given a prophetic word, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 19, the Bible says the word of God is a more sure word of prophecy. Get a scripture. Get a scripture. And say, Lord, this scripture is going to come to pass in my life. You need to get married, get a scripture. And say, Lord, this is it. I'm trusting God that this word will be fulfilled. Two are better than one and this is going to happen in my life. Not two are worse than one, two are better than one. So I'm going to have a good man. Lay hold on that promise. Contend for that promise. Amen. I mean, oh, well, I'm so like happy in this trip. It was just an amazing stuff. And you know, I was in that service and and Prophet William Mundi is prophesying over people and just preaching and prophesying over people. And the Lord tells me, get your phone ready. He's going to prophesy over you now. So I put on my recorder and then he calls me and just prophesies. Bam, about going to the nations and stuff we're going to do. And prophesies for like three minutes. Recorded it. And then uh, my, my host, uh, Apostle Sanguini, um, was closing the service. And as he was closing the service, the Lord tells me, get your phone ready. He's going to prophesy over you. And I put my phone on recorder. One minute, two minutes later, Sanguini comes to me and just prophesies and prophesies and speaks the word of the Lord. And God says, I want you to take a hold of these things. And I just have them in my phone. Like, get up in the morning and just pay those words. About us going to the nations. About us taking nations. About us doing mighty things for God. And you know what? Those words are the words we take to God in prayer. Amen. Especially if you have someone authentic of the Lord, has spoken words over your life, your pastor has spoken words over your life, take those words and make up your mind that you're not going to live less than those words have declared. Number two, contend for fulfillment in prayers. Pray about those words. Going to the end of this year, God spoke to me from Romans chapter 10 verse 18 about our sound going to the end of the earth. And I remember... When uh, um, Pastor Franz, Dupl- uh, Franz Duplessis came from South Africa, one of the things he prophesied over this local house was that just as uh, natural gas is being mined from this place and exported to the nations, so the word of God will be mined in this house and God is going to export it to the nations. How many of you remember that prophecy? Yeah, and we, we need to pray for that to come to pass right now. That whatever God is giving to us in this house will be exported to the nations of the earth. We need to contend for that word. We need to see that word come to pass. Hallelujah. And I've made up my mind that every single word that God has spoken to me, like Joshua, I'm going to say not one single of God, not single promises of God has failed. Every word that is spoken over my life will come to pass. Hallelujah. Number two, pray in the Holy Spirit about it. Pray in tongues about that word. Get out of prophecy. Type it out. Put your name in it. Read it. God has spoken some amazing things over our life. And we better believe for them to come to pass. We're not going to settle for less. We're not going to settle for these low, you know, circumstances, beating us kind of life, running from pillar to post. So much hassle and struggle, we can't even serve God. We're not going to settle for it. We're believing God for every word that he has spoken to come to pass in our life. Glory to God. Number four, ask for the wisdom required to fulfill it. Ask for the wisdom required to fulfill it. 
Ask for the wisdom required to fulfill it. Then number five, confess the word in its fulfilled state. So when you take a hold of that prophecy, confess it in its fulfilled state. If God is saying, well, I'm going to heal your son, don't put it in going to states. Decree that this boy is healed, this girl is healed. If God has spoken to you concerning your marriage, speak the word on your marriage. Man, God has spoken to us concerning our ministry. That's what I'm doing the whole of tonight and tomorrow. I'm getting all the prophecies together in audio format. I've just been looking for all the prophecies. And thank God I've been very diligent to record those words. We need to come to a place where we don't want to live less than God has provided for us. Praise God. Is anybody with me on this? I said, is anybody with me on this? Everything that God has said, even the things that look impossible that you thought God is going to do for only your grandchildren, we have to lay hold on them. I was looking at my son today, and before he was giving birth, I was in a man. I was in Jordan when my wife was giving birth. And God said to me, his name is Karis, because it's going to be the beginning of great things and grace in your life. Yeah, I was just looking at him today, I'm like, God, this word is going to come to pass. Glory to the name of the Lord. I said, glory to the name of the Lord. God has spoken over our lives about going to the nations. And yes, we're getting ready for it. Like, yes, God, do it. This is the time. We're not going to go to the nations where we're 60 and 70. No, this is it. This is the moment. This is where we can just go to the nations with all the energy you put in our spirits. So we can do what God is, has promised to do in our life. It's time to attend great things for God. It's time to serve God more than ever before. It's time to be able to say like Peter, this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. Things are not going to remain in the prophecy state over your life anymore. You're going to walk in the fulfillment of them in the name of Jesus. Things are not just going to remain. And God promised me this. And God promised me, no. We are going to be that generation that says that which God has spoken, I have seen in my life. We are walking into a season of supernatural manifestation and performance of the word of God. Glory to the name of the Lord. How many of you are with me on this? How many of you are putting your faith on the line for words to come to pass in your life that God has spoken? Praise the name of the Lord. We're not going to leave with unfulfilled promises anymore. God's word is going to come to pass. I said God's word is going to come to pass. I said God's word is going to come to pass. We're not taking no for an answer. The devil is not going to beat us around. The sons of wickedness are not going to oppress us. We're not going to live below our rights. We are the ones that are going to reign. We are the ones that are going to rule. We are the ones that are going to govern. We have the authority because Christ is king of our lives. Praise the name of the Lord. We're not going to allow sickness in our body. We're not going to allow poverty. You know, some of us got poverty, like poverty is moving from generations to generation, just, just packing from your grandfather, settled with your father, and now settled with you. And some of you who are not also wise, still in your poverty stage, you're just going to give birth to children again. And transfer that same thing. But no, you're the generation that puts an end to that thing. I said, you're the generation that puts an end to that thing. You say, no, you stop here. From here, you don't proceed any longer. My children are not going to taste lack because something has been imparted into my spirit. It's called the spirit of increase. Hallelujah. Praise God.
praise God. So you are able to tell your children the stories that came before, but they don't have an idea how that life is because God has prospered you. Is there someone in the service today that wants to make up their mind and say, this is it, this is the line. God's word is going to come over, come to pass in my life. You are not going to cross. And all of those sicknesses that the doctor tells you is generational, you are the generation that's going to stop it. I didn't hear an amen. I said, you are the generation that's going to stop it. No sickness is going to cross your bloodline to your children. I said, no sickness is going to cross your bloodline to your children. The blood of Jesus will put an end to every generational sickness in your body in the name of Jesus. You're going to be different. I said, you're going to be different. I said, you're going to be different. Things are going to switch. Glory to God. I mean, I'm believing God for it. I'm believing that we will go to the nations. I can remember the prophecy Dr. Robert Munia prophesied over me in 2012 and talking about going through the whole continent of Africa. And I'm believing God for that. There are nations in Africa that I have not been to, but I know 2020, the doors of the nations are going to be opened like never before. Glory to God. Let's believe God together. Let's be on our faith. Praise God. Thank you for listening to Present Truth Broadcast with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would also like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng or call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.